Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, a podcast created for other Fragile X families to share their stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. If you have never heard of Fragile X before, this podcast is for you. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Tuning in to another episode of Talk FX. I'm so excited uh, for today's podcast. I am joined with Kirsten Fowler, author of her upcoming book, Family, Faith, and Fragile X, the raw story of a mother with three special needs children. Um, thank you so much for being on with me today, Kirsten. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I just have to give a massive uh, shout out to you right now because she has really bared with me through my technical difficulties I have been (laughs) having and I am just so grateful she was willing to uh, hop back on with me and get this uh, awesome episode going. So I just really appreciate it. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) Um, so I am so excited to know that there is another, um, uh, family that is, you know, writing a story about, or writing a book, um, excuse me, about Fragile X. I mean, there is just not many books, uh, out there about Fragile X. And so every time that, uh, another one kind of comes to my attention. It really is so exciting and so encouraging. So I just first want to thank you for just your willingness to uh, write a book about such a, you know, um, rare disease that is still working to create more awareness of. And I just think it is so awesome. So um, thank you, first and foremost, for that. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, and why don't you start off by sharing a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, of course. Um, so I am married and I have four kids. Um, my oldest daughter, she doesn't have fragile X and she's also not a carrier, but my youngest three all have fragile X syndrome. And uh, we live here in Utah. And, you know, we just try to make every day the best that we can amidst our challenges. And we have a lot of fun, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, with four kids, I'm sure that it is a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) And and some other stuff in between. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So um, your first child was not affected by fragile X, correct? Yeah. Um, so it was your, uh, next three children, um, that ended up being affected by fragile X. Correct. Wow. Um, that is so interesting. So, um, your, and your three children have, uh, that are affected by fragile X. They're all full mutation carriers. Yeah, they are. Wow. That, that is, I have not talked to a family yet that has three children with full mutation. I mean, I have, um, gotten to know families that have, you know, a full mutation and a pre-mutation, uh, 
uh, child. And it, it was really interesting to learn about that. But having three children with full mutation is um, not, not a, a something that I have uh, talked with a family about before. So um, can you kind of tell me more about how you found out about Fragile X in your life and whether or not, you know, it was before you had kids or because everyone has, you know, a different story about how they found out about Fragile X. So I'm curious to hear about yours. Right. Yeah. So I was actually 16 when I found out that I was a carrier of Fragile X. And I found out because my oldest sister had a child who was having some learning disabilities and through a lot of different research and different things, they found out that Fragile X is what was causing it. And then as you know, time went on, we were really, um, we came to more of an understanding that it's a, it's a family thing. <laughs> and so it wasn't just her son that was affected, but it was, you know, my sisters, me included, and my dad. And so it kind of changed a lot for us. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny because my sister actually has three kids and all three of them have Fragile X as well. So in my family, we've got six kids with um, Fragile X syndrome. So it can get pretty crazy at these family get togethers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got a lot of that, but we've also got a lot of support because it's that family thing, which I'm really grateful for. Um, and, you know, being 16 and finding out that you are a carrier of something like this, it can be kind of scary and, and there's a lot of unknowns, but I just went forward choosing to have hope. And I continued to hope that I would have children of my own. And, you know, it turns out that I did, I had four children of my own and, um, it's been a challenge, but it's also been a great joy. And that's, uh, something that you talk about in your book, uh, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I talk about, um, what it was like to find out that I was a carrier of what it was like to tell my future spouse that, you know, this is what I have and this is the possibility for our children and the, and the difficulties with that. And um, just going on to our decision to have children and all of that. So I, I, I touch on a lot of different things in my book just to hopefully help other people. Um, I know every story is different, but I'm hoping that, that my story can help others as well and make them feel like they're not alone in the journey. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that's one of the best reasons to write a book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share our stories and experiences and hope that they are an encouragement uh, to other people that, you know, read it. And um, right. um, so, you know, your book is titled Family, Faith and Fragile X. Um, what uh, what was your thought process in titling your book in that particular way? I mean, it really does just grab your attention and, and uh, gives, you know, the reader uh, an idea that, wow, this is going to be about, you know, a family dynamic of having multiple children with Fragile X and how you navigated that um, with uh, your other uh, family members that are also affected by Fragile X and mm -hmm. 
um, how your faith has played a role in that. So I would love to um, hear kind of your thought process around um, that, uh, around your book title. Yeah, of course. So those three things, um, family, faith, and fragile X are three huge things in my life. And when I was first writing this book, I wasn't sure how much of the faith part I was going to add in there. But then I decided that, you know, a huge part of my life is my faith and my religion and belief in Jesus Christ. And I just couldn't separate what was going on in my life from those spiritual experiences that I've had. So I've, I chose to um, add those in and hoping that it can still be something that everybody can read and learn from, but also letting them know, like, look, this is a Christian, you know, based uh, faith book. And, but there's also a lot of just really good things that I think will help other people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to uh, talk about our faith walks openly sometimes. Uh, And, you know, especially knowing that um, uh, any community of people, whether it's the Fragile X community or just, you know, the general community, Mm -hmm. you, you don't know what portion of people have a faith walk or don't and how they'll be affected by, you know, reading your book. But, you know, it's, it's important to share that because clearly it was a um, big part of your uh, journey with Fragile X and how it helped you make decisions and um, just the going through the different situations that you've had to go through. And um, I just really want to commend you for um, you know, including aspects of your faith walk in your story, because, um, you know, I am also a Christian and, um, Mm -hmm. I often find it hard to express myself from that point of view on the podcast, because, you know, I don't necessarily want people to think it's all about my religion. It's all about my faith. Um, but Mm -hmm. that I just want to, um, talk about fragile X and resources and, uh, and encouragement and everything that I can do to, um, be a helpful, uh, platform for other families that are living with fragile X. But, you know, I've come to realize that this is my podcast. I created so I can talk about whatever I want. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And I, it took me a while to get to that point. And so I feel like, you know, um, for you, it's like, this is your book. You can talk about whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) We're we're not offending anyone, you know, um, we're not saying anything that is, uh, not factual or, you know, um, uh, anything like that. It's just sharing from our heart. And I think that sharing from our hearts is so important and, and can be so scary too, at the same time. Um, oh yeah, I agree. Reading this book, not only from the faith perspective, but just in general, opening up with my personal story has been, it's been nerve wracking to put it out there. And, um, you know, thinking about the the faith aspect, I decided too. yeah, this is this is my truth. And this is my, this is how I feel about things. And I, 
I can't just take that out, you know, of my life. And so that's why I did include some of that spiritual aspect, because there's been a lot of times throughout my Fragile X journey that, you know, I felt alone or I didn't know where to turn. And so turning to my Heavenly Father was a huge step for me to get closer to him and to feel like I wasn't alone you know, so it, it is, it's a big part of, of my life and my story. Yeah. And, you know, um, I, I have interviewed so many, uh, families on this podcast already, which I'm incredibly grateful for, but a huge thing that I hear every time is that, you know, when they find out about Fragile X, uh, and the diagnosis in their life, there's oftentimes a lot of that feeling of, uh, being alone in it. And that is what was a huge encouragement to me to start this podcast is because I didn't want people to feel alone. And, um, you know, I wanted people to know that there are resources out there and that if it takes um, setting up a podcast to try and reach as many people as possible to do that, then that's what I was going to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in regards to our faith walks, I think that Um, going through this particular situation with a faith walk is, um, is it's, it's not immediate peace giving (laughs) (laughs) because that, that journey of peace is, is what I said. It's a journey. And yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so I would love to just kind of hear more about what your journey was in, um, writing this, this book and just, um, having to sort of almost relive a lot of those experiences of, um, you know, maybe feeling alone or just reliving certain moments of, um, fragile X just affecting your life. Yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to, to actually write the book because it was hard to go back to those really tough times in my life. And I found myself, you know, when I was writing, sometimes I'd get in this really bad mood, you know, and I realized it was because I had been writing something very personal, very sad that I I had gone through and it was affecting me. And so, yes, writing this book was definitely a challenge in that way, like emotionally to have to go back to those times. But I felt like I felt like it was important to to really open up in my book, because I know that other people have experienced what I have felt, you know, and I want them to know you're not alone. Somebody's going through this as well. And, you know, we can come together as a community and support one another. Yeah, that's, oh, that's so true. And um, a big way to do that is writing a book and bringing others together and uh, talking about it and um, getting the word out about it. So yeah, so I appreciate you helping me do that. <laughs> oh, of course, I I love uh, just collaborating with um, others in the Fragile X community. It's so much fun. So um, I really appreciate you reaching out and just letting me know about your book, which um, comes out on July first, right? Yeah, July first is when it's available, but you can pre-order it now. So. Okay. So, um, 
just in time for Fragile X Awareness Month. <laughs> That's right. I timed it just right so we can um, put that out there for some more awareness. I like the month of July. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I feel like we we sort of touched on this, but um, uh, as a Christian, you know, finding out about Fragile X at only 16 years old, um, which I found out about Fragile X in my life at 17 years old. So we have similar stories and so oh, much yes. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, at only 16 years old, finding out about Fragile X in your life, um, how did it change or not change uh, your desire to have kids? I actually, I think it made me think about it more than I think any 16 year old might. But, um, you know, as I got older, it wasn't something that I was necessarily afraid of or worried about too much. Um, I think the most that I worried was when I started dating seriously my well, my, he's my husband now, but, um, you know, trying to get to that point to tell him like, this is what could happen. You know, I'm a carrier. We could have children with special needs and just hoping that he would accept me for that and that we could continue forward in our lives. And I, I've also realized that, you know, I was so scared to, to tell him, but, I don't think I should have been like, I don't think that as carriers, we should be ashamed or, you know, scared because if somebody really loves us, they'll accept us exactly, you know, as we are. And, um, I'm really grateful that I found somebody that did accept me and we've started our life. And, um, you know, it was a really hard decision to decide when to have kids and how many to have and, you know, if we were going to do IVF or adoption or have our own. And so it was, it was something that we prayed about a lot and we had many discussions about, and, um, we finally decided that we would have children naturally and accept whatever would happen that way. Cause we knew that we would love them no matter what, um, but to be honest, I think with our first child, she didn't have it. And so, you know, we were like, oh, this is great. Like, you know, we were happy. And then as my second child came and he had, we found out he had fragile X syndrome, our lives really changed. And I think, I don't think you can really anticipate or um, be prepared for that moment, despite um, knowing that I was a carrier and knowing the, you know, consequences and you know, and I had nieces and a nephew who had fragile X, but to have one of your own, it was definitely a shock and it changed our lives uh, majorly. So, um, you know, from the beginning point of when I was 16 to the point of when I started having children, I was really grateful that um, my parents had told me that I was a carrier early on so that I could prepare myself mentally and spiritually for the moments that would come in my future. Yeah, you know, um, and and not everyone listening was able to find out about their carrier status at a younger age. A lot of families right. found out when when they were pregnant or after they already had uh, their child, maybe one to two years after. Or you know, um, in my right. family case, um, 
my cousin was two when he was diagnosed with autism. And then at two and a half, he was co-diagnosed with fragile X syndrome. And so um, obviously none of us had heard of fragile X before. And um, I, and I didn't understand like, how could my cousin be diagnosed with two things that sound the same? Yeah. <laughs> from a, uh, from a characteristics wise of, you know, uh, the cognitive and behavioral, you know, delays. Um, and then, you know, we found out that it actually stemmed from my papa who, you know, is my aunt's dad. Um, mm-hmm. he had, um, uh, fragile X, um, associated, um, uh, tremor, uh, or ataxia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we found out that, you know, because he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, they were able to find out that, uh, it was because he was, had the, uh, ata- a fragile X ataxia side of things. And so that's how we found out that my papa was actually the kind of, carrier that started it all, if you will. And Mm -hmm. so it was just really interesting to learn about at only, you know, for me, 17 years old. And so it's just really that feeling of, um, well, first, I didn't want to talk about it with with anyone. So I don't know if if you went through a kind of period of time um, like that, but it was a little bit of a different dynamic for uh, me and just, you know, not wanting to talk about Fragile X with anyone because I was quite frankly ashamed that um, I was actually a a full mutation carrier. And I did not, I did not believe in my heart yet that the cognitive and behavioral delays didn't affect me. I started to second guess um, everything that I struggled with in school and, uh, all that. And I just, I just, uh, kind of blew it out of proportion basically mm-hmm. because I was in such shock about it. Um, and then when I finally met with a genetic counselor, um, that is, was very knowledgeable about fragile X, they shared that, you know, um, due to me being a female and having two X chromosomes, that second X chromosome kind of masks essentially the symptoms of the behavioral and developmental delays uh, associated with fragile X. And so um, I started to kind of believe more from that point on that those aspects didn't affect me, but I mean, anxiety and depression still affect me. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a huge thing with carriers is that, and that's a huge thing, like a difference between fragile X and autism is that the carriers have their own set of, you know, challenges and issues that they deal with. Yes. Yes. And so, um, at, at 16 years old, you know, you had, you know, family members that were able to just tell you more about it and share it with you, but how, how did it affect you from a, you know, perspective of understanding that it didn't, you know, affect your cognitive or, um, you know, developmental abilities. It was just, you know, that, uh, that um, chance of, you know, having children with fragile X. 
Yeah. So I, when I f first found out, I think it, it was really a learning curve, I think, because you get the shock and the, you know, that's kind of typical. And then I think you go through a different kind of grieving process, almost like realizing what your future might hold and how it might change things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I think that um, for me, finding out it was kind of a, a gradual acceptance, really. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't think in the beginning I really understood or really took it all in. I think that's why I'm grateful that I learned early on so that I could kind of take things in a little bit at a time. Whereas I know that other people, it's, it just comes all at once, you know, after they have had a kid. And so, yeah, we all have these different stories and different ways of, of accepting these um, challenges that we have. But as far as um, how it affected me, like knowing that I didn't have necessarily those cognitive disabilities or anything like that, it still kind of makes you think about like, well, is this why I'm struggling in this area? Is this, you know, it yeah. makes you kind of question things kind of like you were saying, like, well, maybe I am struggling with this because of that. And um, I think that just as I went through schooling and um, just my life in general and going through college, I realized that it was, even if I did have these challenges, it was going to be okay and I could get through them. And, and same with my children, they have these, these disabilities, but they've overcome so many different things and overcome so many challenges. And it just makes those, those times of triumph even more special and more um, yeah. important in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and speaking of your children, having three children with fragile X and having one without, how is that dynamic, um, between them? How, um, you know, how they, um, get along with each other, how, the, you know, because children with fragile X, they kind of have different, different struggles, you know, essentially right. not, not all children with fragile X are the same. Oh yeah. They're, you know, even with each of my three that have it, they're all very different. Um, but it has been an interesting dy dynamic um, because my oldest daughter, she doesn't have any siblings that don't have it. So this is kind of all she knows as far as how sibling relationships go. And I think that for her, it, it can be a challenge. She loves her siblings, but you know, I think there's, there's always that part deep down inside that wonders, you know, I think she wonders what it would be like to have, you know, a typical sibling that she could go and do things with. Um, however, she has been just an angel. She always helps us with our kids and she's such a good example. And I am so grateful for her because she, um, she's a good helper in the house, but I also, it's a, it's a different dynamic for me as a parent as well, because we have to parent them differently and that's difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes I just want to, I'm trying to think of how to like, with, with my oldest daughter, she has certain responsibilities that my other children don't. 
And I think she has maybe accepted that and the reasons why behind it. But I think it is a challenge for her. Um, just in general, having siblings with fragile X, you, you have those feelings of missing out on things. You have those feelings of, you know, if, if she has friends over and my son has stripped down, you know, cause that happens <laughs> and, or just different things. It, it can be embarrassing and, you know, she loves them to death, but it, it's a challenge and it's a challenge as a parent and as, um, as a sibling to these children, um, to kind of navigate things a different way than what would seem as normal. Yeah. <laughs> people, as she goes to different friends' houses and she's like, she just comes back and thinks, Oh my goodness, what would it be like? Like that? It, they just live such a different life than we do, you know? And I think she, there's a part of her that misses, you know, that, but there's also a part of her that's very grateful. And she's always saying, Oh, I just love my siblings. I love, you know, everything about them. They're so cute. And she loves to help out. And I think as a parent, I have to make sure that she's also getting her one-on-one -on -one time with us. And, you know, cause we don't want to put the burden on her. We want her to have her own life. And it's, it's just, it's really tricky. Um, because she wants to help and she's a great helper, but we also want her not to feel that burden because we want her to have, you know, her own life and her own joys and accomplishments and different things in her life. So. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it definitely sounds like she's a wonderful advocate for her siblings and, is. you know, it's, it's a good opportunity uh, for them to just kind of continue to grow in that and understand um, that, you know, it's not an expected role, like you were saying, like putting those expectations um, on her and just uh, having her always, you know, help out around the house all the time. But, you know, the fact that she's experiencing those moments, um, mm -hmm just helps her to be a, you know, stronger advocate is what, um, is, is what I see from that. But, you know, it's, I, I very much admire, you know, how you, how it sounds like you're, you try to be as intentional as possible with, you know, each of your children. And that's such a cool thing. Um, and I know you talk about in your book too, about IEPs and, um, you know, how their, your children's supports are kind of going. Um, I know families love to hear the different resources that, um, other families are receiving. So, um, could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, in my book, I do talk about, uh, a little bit about ABA therapy and, you know, IEPs and different support at school and here at home with therapy, um, because I knew about Fragile X at a young age, as soon as my kids were diagnosed, I got them into early intervention, which was definitely a blessing because not everybody had the opportunity to start their kids out on that foot. Um, but it is it was really good for them, but it was also really hard for them and for us as a family to have um therapists coming into our home several times a week. And it just, you know, it really changes your day-to-day -day life. 
and um, suddenly there's people coming into your home telling you what to do with your child and you you know and if you don't do it then you feel guilty and you know mm -hmm. these are just kind of some of the realities but um so for the past you know eight years probably we've had people coming into our home you know with each of our kids we've had uh, speech therapy and occupational therapy and all of those other things in between and I think it's been it's been a blessing for sure that we've been able to start our kids out um, just as soon as they could with that. But it's also been, it's also been a really big challenge, um, especially because as a carrier, I do have anxiety. And so to have more people in my home gave me more anxiety, you know, so it was kind of like this dynamic where I knew I was helping my kids and I wanted to help my kids, but at the same time, it was giving me really a lot of anxiety and, so it was just kind of an interesting thing. Um, actually, later on, we hired a woman that's basically we call her our nanny. And that's been a huge blessing because um, it's kind of like just having another help in the house with, you know, anything cleaning and with uh, playing with the kids and all of that. That It's just been such a huge help. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think there's, um, it's kind of a roller coaster trying to find the right people to help your children and yeah. to make sure that you feel comfortable with it and the timing's right and all of these different things. But I can tell you that there's certain people that have come into our lives and they've just been a total godsend. Whereas, you know, there's been others that have maybe created more of more of that anxiety. And it, it just kind of is an up and down where sometimes it's really great. And sometimes it's just really hard. But overall, I'm super, super grateful that I've been able to have um, respite and, you know, supported living for my son. We are on what's called the DSPD. So he's, Isaac's got a lot of support there. And it's been a really big blessing because he's able to be on Medicaid so that he can, he's still in diapers. And so we can get those diapers and wipes and just a lot of different materials that a lot of regular parents don't realize the extra expenses of special needs children. And wow. so to have some of that be relieved yeah, huge, it's it really helps a lot. So that's been a, a great help for us as well. Um, so yeah, there are a lot of different resources out there. And I think for me, having an older sister that kind of went through it before me, I was really lucky because she's like, Hey, you need to get onto this, do early intervention. Okay, you need to do this, get onto DSPD, you need, you know. And so I felt like I was kind of ahead of the game in that perspective, which I know is a huge blessing because I know not everybody has those opportunities to start off from the bat, you know, right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I think it's really in helpful and encouraging for other families to uh, hear because it, it can be hard to find the right resources depending on, you know, where we live, unfortunately. And, yeah, it's different for um, every area. Oh, yeah. And, you know, 
there's even, there's a lot of struggles going on and, and where I'm at in, in Washington. And, um, I'm just so grateful that I've been able to meet families, uh, you know, like yourself that have taken advantage of the resources that they do have available and how it's really affected, um, their children. And, um, I just feel like there's so much I could always <laughs> go on about that, about how yeah. inclusive classrooms are and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, but yeah, there's so many things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I'm so pleased to hear you kind of cover this in your, uh, book because I think people will be, um, interested to kind of hear how you navigate that, um, as far as, you know, getting the right, uh, therapies and just, uh, schooling for your three children with Fragile X and, um, I cannot imagine how um, how much stress I'm sure went into that <laughs> process. Yeah, lots of stress. <laughs> so I, as we kind of wrap things up, um, what advice uh, do you have for the families um, uh, that will be listening to this episode? Um, I would say just keep going. There's always hope. Um, there's other people who have been through it before and, you know, from a religious standpoint, I believe that, you know, God and Jesus Christ know exactly what we've been through and to rely on them has been what's helped me through. And I think that I'm hoping that by reading my book that they will get some, some good insights, maybe some good ideas to help them in the future and realize that, you know, there's somebody out there that's been through similar things and they can find hope and joy in this journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, hope and joy is essential to this journey with Fragile X. Um, Without it, I don't think I would be where I am today. Um, Quite Mm -hmm. honestly, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's hope and joy that keeps us you know, moving forward. And, um, I, I just appreciate you sharing that and just, um, sharing how, uh, raw, you know, your story is and, um, Mm -hmm. just the willingness to be vulnerable is not easy. Um, no, it's not. It's scary. So I very much um, appreciate, just from another Fragile X carrier, I appreciate your vulnerability and uh, clearly your rawness that people can expect from your book. Um, So um, everyone that's listening, please go pre-order Kirsten's book, uh, Family, Faith, and Fragile X, The Raw Story of a Mother with Three Special Needs Children. Uh, the link will be uh, all over our website and podcast <laughs> stuff. You'll, you, you won't have a problem finding it. Um, <laughs> um, and definitely pre-order uh, because it officially comes out uh, July 1st, just in time for the Fragile X Awareness Month, which is so awesome. Um, so I'm so excited for you, Kirsten, and just um, this upcoming book. And I wish you all the best with it. Um, and Thank that you. will it will inspire 
other families and encourage um, other families and that um, it will just, it'll, and I hope in turn, it'll encourage you as well. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kirsten, for your time. Um, I know that there's so much uh, we could have talked about. (laughs) Yeah, so much. But thank you for having me. I so appreciate it. Yeah. uh, Thank you for reaching out. Um, That was so awesome. And it's been an absolute pleasure uh, talking with you. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. You as well.